0: Hey what's up guys for week 18 for Family Game Review's weekly podcast. We're gonna talk about life is strange. Hey what's up everyone, it's Mike from Family Game Review, and I have here with us
1: Candy am I still Candy Corn?
0: I have no idea. I'm sticking with Candy Corn. And today, oh, dear God, it's going to be one of those podcasts. And today we're going to do a quick podcast on Life is Strange. Now you're asking yourself, why is Family Gamer Review doing a mature rated title where Life is Strange is rated M for mature? It came out in 2015, well, throughout the whole year 2015 in five episodes. And you're asking, why are we doing this? And I'm going to kind of let Camille, well, excuse me, Candy Corn chime in on this.
1: In my personal experience, and I have to say this is my personal experience, Life is Strange is a lot more than a game. It is truly an experience. It's an interactive experience. And <clears throat> pardon me, it's one of those rare titles that can actually teach the gamer quite a bit uh, about consequences, life choices and the fact that they've rolled it out in separate episodes has just built the following so that now, uh, more than two years after the original game was released, it has a bigger following than it ever has in the past. And that is why uh, I think that it, it's really worthy of a podcast now, because it truly is a then and now story.
0: Yes, totally agree. Oh, ooh, excuse me. Ah, I don't know where that came from. So for those that don't know what Life is Strange is, Life is Strange is a five episode game series uh, where you play as Max Caulfield. You're a senior high school student at the Academy in Oregon. No, Washington.
1: Washington.
0: Yes, I'm sorry, Washington. And you're returning back to your old hometown and you find out that you have this ability to rewind time. And you discover this as you go to the restroom and you see a boy or well, a teenager chasing another teenager and there's a conflict and something happens. I'm not going to give away the whole story, but you rewind time and, time and you fix it. And it also deals with a lot of like teenage issues such as bullying, um, I dare to even say date rape and as well as other things. But what makes it such a charming game is the fact that in while max is dealing with these factors her best friend before she left chloe is trying to find a missing girl named rachel and throughout the five episodes in the series you're trying to help find this girl as well as deal with day-to-day things and figure out what's going on and what makes the game very charming is it's a very a story-driven game very heavily story-driven and you have to make choices, and you can make the wrong choices. It's all based on what you want to do, but you have the ability to rewind time after finding out certain facts and, you know, change your answers, change outcomes of things, and so forth. So, that's what makes it a real interesting game. And like how Camille was saying, is that, like, how it teaches, like, decisions, consequence, like, whether your choice is a good or bad choice, what the consequences that follow with it, and so forth. So,
1: I also think that life is strange. You know, there are a lot of things about it that I'm torn. Uh, you know, people, it's rated M for mature by the ESRB. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seriously question that because a lot of... Consumers, as well as game authorities, you know, gaming information outlets, media outlets, whatever, uh, have said that this is an LGBTQ game. Um, I don't think that we agree with that. It's really not. Um, it's about being a teenager. It's about being at that age where you're figuring out life and it deals with a lot of issues that young people deal with on a daily basis, certainly more than we did when we were that age. Mm-hmm.
0: The only thing we had to worry about was our bike being stolen. What time to get home to watch Star Trek and, you know, in living color.
1: Right. Uh, you know, or being cool. And uh-huh. this game it really does deal with the issues that kids today deal with like cyberbullying. Um not just being popular at school but actually being cyberbullied. Uh date rape as Mike mentioned and that's not the focus of it but these are subplots throughout the game that just make the story that much richer. Now in Life is Strange, yes, you have the ability to rewind time, but, or I should say Max Caulfield, the main character, does. However, one of the things that both Max and the gamer learn while playing the game is that you may or may not like the consequences after you've rewound time. Uh, you may not like what happens and you may decide to rewind time again and change it back to what it was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you know, I often chime in from the parents perspective or from the psychological perspective. And one of the things that I love about Life is Strange is that it really teaches gamers uh, life consequences, choices
0: totally agree so now you know i you know now we kind of gave you a glimpse of what life is strange is uh, let's cover the family-friendly family aspect of it real quickly. Uh, number one is this because a game is rated M for mature. And, you know, I, and I totally agree with the language content, the, the maturity of the game. This is not a game for everyone. I would honestly recommend this would be for anyone over the age of 14 on up. Uh, during our play testing, we did not allow our younger gamers to test this. Um, even in our special needs gaming testing, we allowed all our gamers over the age of 14 to play this, you know, with parental consent, of course. Uh, one of us were always in the room. So if we felt something was disturbing or something that was, I would say, questionable, we, you know, Camille and myself and other facilitators, we decided to um, kind of play it by ear. Uh, overall, the game was very well taken by a lot of our testers. Everyone that we played that played it loved it. Uh, this is one of those games for parents. I would highly recommend watching videos. Um, go on YouTube. You can watch the clip that's on our website, you know, on the review and, and kind of make a decision for yourself. Now, this is where normally I would say for a mature rated game, this is something at the parents discretion for one of these types of games, especially with Life is Strange. And we're going to do before the storm next week, the prequel to this. I would highly recommend it. Camille, tell me if you agree with me that the parents should play it first and get an understanding of the game.
1: I can't believe you just said that because I was literally just thinking the same thing. Uh-huh. Knowing that there was some controversy surrounding this title because, again, a lot of people accuse Life is Strange of being a so-called LGBT tq if i said that right and i totally title. disagree
0: with that comment how others feel about which
1: it. Uh, in our personal opinions couldn't be further from the truth mm-hmm. uh and again that whether it even touches on that topic at all depends on your choices throughout the game again so uh but I, I, you know, knowing that there was some controversy, Mike and I decided that we needed to play it before we even thought exactly. about taking it to any of the testers. And at, at our age, I don't even know if we want to disclose that. But 41, let's,
0: 42, respectively.
1: I can't. How dare you? <clears throat>
0: Candy Corn I, I is actually am, the corn that you find in your grandmother's purse.
1: Candy Corn is 21 again. Thank you. Moving on. Uh, this game, this experience of playing Life is Strange was so awesome, okay, that Mike and I were sitting next to each other on the couch as each decision in the story came up, and it's very interactive. It's not like you have to sit around and wait for a half hour for your chance to make a decision. There are some of them are small and seemingly trivial. Others are really big, profound decisions, choices. Uh, but I found that Mike and I we couldn't peel ourselves away. Uh, we were both. Sort of shouting out at the same time, which of the three options should be chosen for what she says or does in response to the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that for parents to play it first is absolutely brilliant. And for any naysayer parents out there that say, "Oh, I'm I'm not a gamer. I'm not into that." Do you like movies? If you like movies, if you like a movie, this is literally almost the same as a movie except you are an active character in the movie and you can instead of shouting at a screen and yelling <laughs> don't go in the basement or don't press the red button you know you can finally choose uh what that character does in the movie so yes this is something that adults are going to thoroughly enjoy if not even get a better look into what life is like for their kids these days and,
0: and i totally agree with you camille um you know there are going to be parents and i have spoken with parents recently about this some parents didn't feel comfortable about possibly a same-sex relationship in the game even though there is not one um but there are hints to where they were some parents may not feel comfortable about the topic of date rape you know again i felt that Life is Strange covered these topics very respectfully. They didn't do it for shock factor. They didn't do it for that. Oh, we have to just add this so we can make the story feel better. No, uh, the developers and the game, they did a fantastic job of addressing everything from top to bottom. Uh, I, this is what I did as a parent, my daughter that lives in San Francisco. She and I go on Twitch stream and I'm going to even, cons- you know, even encourage Camille to do this in the following week. And as she played I was sitting with her on the cell phone and I was helping her make decisions. So for parents that are iffy about this game, I encourage you sit with your child and play this game and, you know, experience it together. It's one of those. Um, oh, God, Camille, you can agree with me on this. Choose your own adventure books. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how it is. I know you're chopping at the bit to say something, so I'm going to let you go ahead and finish. Man.
1: Well, one of the things that I want to really clarify, and you said it well when you said that they did it very uh, in a very classy way, if you can call it that, when it comes to topics like uh, date rape or relationships. Or suicide or bullying. Nothing in the game is explicit except for something like locker room bullying, literally the type of thing you see every day. When it comes... Comes to anything that you may feel question, pardon me, questionable about. Rest assured that none of it is explicit. Okay, you're not actually seeing any date rape scenes in the game. Mm-hmm. You are not. You know, it's all implied or it's all in the context of the story. So you may know that it happened, uh, but. It's not as though the developer actually put a gratuitously, you know, negative scene exactly in there, you know, and uh, the one of the things you, you mentioned, Ashley, and, you know, one of the things that I love about this game so much was that kids today are very often not taught. Uh, what goes on in the real world and one of the things that blew us away was that when Ashley played the, the game the first time around uh, she just went through and just haphazardly chose whatever action you know was happening um, or whatever response she wanted to give uh, and at the end there's a journal uh, in the game mm-hmm where it actually shows you statistically, okay, X percent of gamers chose option A, X percent of gamers chose option B, and X percent of gamers chose option C. So you you can compare yourself to what everyone else who's played this game has chosen. And when she was done her first playthrough, Ashley actually said, I'm not happy with my choices. I'm going to go back and play this game again. And she did. And this time she played it like she meant it, you know, and when options come up, like, do you help protect the bully? Or do you just you know stay out of it she made completely different decisions until she was happy with not only her choices but who her character was when she was done with that
0: exactly i mean camille and i could go on and on about this game uh we touch on some gaming aspects that we usually touch on and review really, normally this is something new we're going to do um graphically the game is phenomenal it's beautifully well done colors are very vivid all the things on the screen from menu options to actual in-game objects are done very well. It's very easy to tell what's going on in the game. Uh, for c- people that are colorblind, especially with the red and green in the eyes, especially for males, this is not an issue in the game as the game's colors can be adjusted. And I personally that suffered from this, I was able to see red and green without any problems. Audio. Fantastic! From the voiceover work that makes you feel sucked into the storyline. Ashley Birch, you just made two fans because of your work for me and Camille. You know, Camille was saying a weird saying of yours. I'm not going to mention this on the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and when we that actually was... asked Alexa and she told us what it was, we just had this weird like, oh, look.
1: Yeah. And for the record, uh, that phrase was not from the game. That was from I became a fan of Ashley Birch. As she's one of the voice actors in the game. She
0: does the voice of Chloe.
1: And yes. And so I started watching her own personal videos on her YouTube channel, which are hilarious, but they are mature rated. And I picked up a phrase from one of her videos that was not from Life is Strange. Exactly. So I mean, the voiceover work from Ashley
0: Birch to the other voice actors and actresses, they really suck you into the game and they do a fantastic job of making you feel that you're watching an interactive movie. Uh, I would recommend if you have a, a surround sound system, pump it through your surround sound. The indie music in the game fits the culture, fits everything in that area. I mean, I'm not from Washington, but I'm from the West coast. So the indie scene is really big. Uh, if you have headphones again, you know, we tell people don't use your headphones no more than two hours at a time and take a 15 minute break. This is one of those games that you'll experience well, either in headphones or surround sound. And, you know, for gamers that don't want to hear have young children hear language, it's probably better to use a headphones. So controls, very easy. You use the left stick to move around. There's a couple of face buttons that does interaction. And then the rewind feature is done with the left trigger and right trigger to speed up and slow down things. So controls are very easy for anyone to pick up and play. Uh, we already went through the aspect, you know, Camilla and I, what we thought of it, whether it's a family friendly game or not, which I feel it is for older gamers for
1: teens for see, teens and that's the thing is i don't know anymore what is a teen what is you know because what we went through at 17 and 18 kids today are, are facing going this at through, 11 or
0: no, 12 and-
1: right 11 12 13 and so that's one of the reasons where i can see because it's you know got maybe an f-bomb in there it's got you know, SH, you know what I'm talking about in there. But your kids see this all the time, uh, even on primetime TV now. It's allowed on some channels and certainly after certain times of day. Uh, so it's very difficult for me to say that this is not okay for teens, because even though this would fascinate an adult game, gamer uh it's about what their lives are like in today's society and what they go through exactly so how can i feel right saying that oh this is only a mature rated game when it is so relevant to today's 14-year-old or 13-year-old. Exactly.
0: That's why I highly encourage that if you're still curious about the game, which you should be, go to YouTube, type in Life is Strange and, you know, look at some of the gameplay footage. Again, you know, that's what me and Camilla are here for. Ask us questions like things we may not have covered in the podcast or you may see a video and say, hey, Mike, you know, I'm not comfortable having my daughter or son see this. Is this something in the game? Um, what we're also going to do, and Camille, tell me if you agree with this or not. I want to do a live Twitch cast where we go through all five episodes. Normally, we don't because of spoilers. But seeing has the games already been out for three years now. You know, I don't think there's going to be any fear of spoilers at this point.
1: And not only that, but with so many options, I mean, you have to think. Every minute or so in the game, you have the option to do something or say something. You have to make a choice. Exactly. So there are so many infinite possibilities that even if we did a complete stream, a complete playthrough, your experience could be totally different hmm.
0: But at least, you know, parents and, you know, people that are interested in the game will get to see, you know, the options. And because it's Twitch and Mixer, you know, we could easily just, you know, have people chime in. But we want you to experience the game. Watch the video on the review on our site at FamilyGamerReview.com. I encourage you to go watch YouTube clips from other creators out there and, you know, see what they have experienced. This is a game you don't want to miss, guys. This is one of those games, again, where I love story-driven games, especially ones that are dealt done very well. And this is one of those titles.
1: The last thing, well, two things I want to chime in on is you know that Candy Corn loves any title that can help kids with cognitive skills or life skills, whether it's grammar in Typo Man, whether it's uh, logic and strategy in a game like Hue uh, or Arrow. Uh, this is a game that can actually teach life skills, morality, ethics. This game actually goes that far. And so that's one of the reasons that I love it. And the last thing that I'll say is Mike's already mentioned how simple the controls are. All of the excitement is in the story itself saying that i'm not a gamer you know as a parent i can't make time to play this there's really no excuse it is so easy to pick up and play you will be sucked into the story before you even question the controls and the best so. part
0: is each episode as there's five episodes mm-hmm. they're no longer if you do everything in a chronological way they're not longer than maybe two hours. Like for any parent that's played the Telltale series like Lego, Batman, Walking Dead, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they're about the same equivalent in time, like two, except for the fifth fifth uh, act, which is like about two and a half hours. So they're not something that's going to monopolize a lot of your time.
1: Yeah, and it, it'll definitely be time well spent, because like I said, uh, as adults, I don't think we were more than a half hour, 40 minutes in, uh, where we just couldn't peel ourselves away because the story was that good. Exactly. It really was. So,
0: so guys, we encourage you to use the hashtag AskFGR, ask Camille Mice my, or myself any questions about the game. Let us know what you think. Did you love Life is Strange? Did you hate it? Did you think that it was over-glorified? Did you feel that they were not touching enough topics? Um, I do want to mention that next week for podcasts and you know, for our next week's podcast, we are going to cover before the storm. Um, I'm not going to touch into the details of that, you know, until next week. But I encourage you. It's on the PlayStation store and the Xbox One store, even on Steam. Very inexpensive. I think it's less than twenty dollars. This is a game that you guys want to get for your digital library and enjoy. So, with that, I thank you guys so much for listening in on this week's podcast. This is Michael and Candy Corn, and we thank you so much. And we'll, you know, like to have you guys here next week. Take care.
1: Thank you.